once again want to appreciate all the women. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. I pray for you. When the billions comes for your husband, you will not be substituted. Amen. Uh, they all raise up their hand to say amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> that prayer is important, isn't it? So shall it be for your life in the name of Jesus. The women are very important. Uh, while they were praying for me, I remember when my, you know, when we got married and my wife, uh, she got pregnant with our first uh, child, my daughter. And uh, I came back home from work, and she said she visited the gynae, and the gynae said uh, the baby's head was not um, fixing or whatever. And I said, well, that's the doctor's report. He said, the doctor said uh, I should be going up and down the stairs and things like that. I said, oh, that's a small thing. Well, well, I said, let's go out. Let, let's go. And we were living in, you know, in Dubai, and uh, it was a 15-story, whatever. So um, I said, I will accompany you. Let's go. That, I, you know, I hopped down. We were going. We went up and down. She said, she's still going. I said, ah, <laughs> as much as I love you, I really, really, I'm the owner of this pregnancy, you know. Uh, but I won't be able to follow you the second time. Because I'm going to work the next day, isn't it? And I hugged that. I said, don't you think you need to? So she said, no, I still need to. And she went, and I, by the time she was coming, she came back, I was already snoring. And uh, I asked her the next morning, how many ranchettes we went four times? And the next morning, she still woke up to prepare my breakfast that I would take to school, and uh, that I would take to work and everything. Honestly, each time I remember those times, I think the women need a round of applause. I think so. Hallelujah. The Lord help us in Jesus' name. The Lord bless us in Jesus' name. It's, don't take me that I can't go on stairs. I can actually go on stairs. Because I have to go to work the next day. So that was why I had to, you know, adjust. We, we really need to use wisdom. Today we want to look at one or two things very quickly. We've been looking at going forward. And I believe in this year 2020, we are moving forward. There are some things we need to understand that as we move forward, we need to understand what you need to take along and also what is your portion while you get while you get up there. Because I'm telling you, we are going up. I said I am going up. So, but if someone does not understand the things you need to do when you get up there, if you just get up there and you, you realize that uh, you won't be able to achieve anything. There's a story of a man. He has been praying to God that, God, when are you going to bless me? He has been crying and waiting on God that, God, I want you to change my status. You see, many prayers we pray, when God answers them and he embarrasses us with the answer, sometimes we are not prepared for them. The Bible, uh, so the, the, the story goes that, that the man was now blessed by God. I think, you know, is that the Maybe God blessed him. Somebody gave him maybe five million naira. And this man was only looking for maybe 30,000 or 50,000 naira. By the time he received the five million naira cash, I was told that the man couldn't sleep. Because all his budget was just between that 30 to 50,000. He couldn't sleep. He was, you know, he woke up in the middle of the night and started looking at the money. Hey, hey. He couldn't sleep because he was not a plan. He doesn't have a plan. He was just praying. It got to the extent that I was told that the man packed the money and went and returned it back. He wanted to kill me. I only asked for 50,000. He gave me 5 million since then. I couldn't have peace. 
is he the first of the person that has blessed him? But because he was not prepared for it. So today we want to look at some of the things we need to understand even while we move forward. And I've titled, uh, by the grace of God, our teaching for today is going to be My Portion. My Portion. What is your portion in God? Many of us just serve God, but we don't understand what God has for us. Many of us call him our father, but we don't understand some of the inheritance he has for us. You understand that if our parents, by the grace of God, they grow old, they go, many of us look at it that they have wealth that can be passed on. Because you understand the, you understand one or two things. But many of us don't even know what our father has in coffer for us. So you need to understand what your portion is while you go forward. Today, in the name that is above every other name, as you understand your portion, the world will not take it away from you. In the name of Jesus. I said the world will not take it away from you. In the name of Jesus. Many things are in the storage of God. You can imagine when Santa Claus comes by December and he comes and he's just waving to the children without giving them gifts. The children will give the Santa Claus gifts by stoning the Santa Claus. Because there's something they are expecting. There's something in package for you and I. God has, it doesn't have anything to do with it. What has God gone to do with the blessings again? He has stored it for you and I. But one thing is that if you don't understand the God you serve, you will not be able to receive it. Matthew 7, 7 says, ask, and you shall what? Begin. Are you telling me God does not know what you are going through? But one thing God wants you to do is to ask. Go through the process of asking. He wants to ask. You must know what you want in God. Your portion must be known to you. Hosea 4, 6 says, my, ch my children perish for lack of what? Knowledge. It is the knowledge you have that, make you, make, that will make you to be better than the next person beside you. If you don't have knowledge, there is nothing. You will just be the same. The same with your colleagues, the same with the people you move to. Knowledge you have is important to understand and go to God that God, I want to take this. I want to take this. And as you pray to God today, the Lord will answer your prayers. You didn't hear that. I said the Lord will answer your prayers. In the name of Jesus. If you look at it, even our earthly father, sometimes, even our earthly parents, they won't give us what we deserve. I remember when I went to my dad and, you know, I finished service here, I was working, I just came back home and I said, Dad, I will be bringing in my fancy home and uh, we're hoping to get married. You know, I remember the way he looked at me because the way he looked at me was that this little boy. Sometimes when your children talk, I believe you will remember the day you gave birth to them. Sometimes when my daughter talks, I will just look at you that, because that is the way we are in the hands of our parents. He looked at me and he was, he just walked off because he never, he never understood that God. And I went back to him in his office. I said, I was talking to him. He said, yes, I heard you, but I think maybe you didn't sleep well. That's why you were going back. I knew that was not the conversation for that because if I press on, I was just going to get him. I left that day. When I went back to him, I now understood that this guy is serious. 
It's not as if he doesn't love me or he doesn't have money to, to put the bill or whatever. But he, he was still looking at it as this little boy, as in, because I, I have not been, been able to tell him, this is my name, I need to take this, I need to take this. Today, we want to look at some of these things that you need to understand that they are your portion. They are your portion in Christ. But until your mentality changes, your vitality will remain the same. And you will not be able to get what you need from God. But today, you are getting your inheritance. I say you are getting your inheritance. In 2 Kings chapter 4, 2 Kings 4, verse 1 to 7, 2 Kings 4, 1 to 7, talks about the story of a woman. Bible says the woman was a wife of a prophet. That means poverty does not respect anointing. That you are a daughter of a bishop does not mean you don't have, you don't have to work to make money. Poverty stinks anybody that is anywhere. That you are in Canada does not mean you are, you are evaporated from it. You need to work and you need to ask for the blessings of God. Bible says this woman was in debt. Debt. She ran to the man of God as you have ran to God today. And the Bible says the man of God gave him a prescription. Brethren, that is why we need to pray today. And I want you to pray so well. Because it is your description that will determine your prescription. If you don't describe your situation to God, you will not be prescribed the right medicine. If you go to the doctor and you are having a headache and you tell the doctor you are having a foot, foot ache, he will only be treating the foot and he will leave the headache. If you live there, that you then now remember it was a headache, he will have treated the foot before you remember it's a headache. So it is your description that will determine your prescription. So the Bible says this woman was in debt, so he went to Elijah. Let's quickly look at that because I want to bring out one or two, two things there. 2 Kings chapter 4, uh, let's take verse 1. I'll, I'll just be very brief because of our time. Let's quickly go to verse 3 of it. Verse 3 said, Then he said, Go borrow the vessel abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a... Borrow not a... That was an instruction. Brethren, for you to get your portion, you need an instruction. And when you fail in those instructions, your portion will be limited. Because it is your location that will determine your allocation. If you are not located in the right side, your allocation will just be cheap. Bible says this woman went to the man of God, and the man of God said, borrow, don't borrow a few. But let's look at verse 5. Let's look at verse 5. Verse 5 now said, he said, so she went from him and shut the door. And shut the door. Uh, okay, sorry, let's look at verse, verse 4. Verse 4 said, And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out all, into all those vessels, and thou shalt go. Okay, verse 5 said, So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessel to her, and she poured out. Brethren, instruction was given to the woman. But the woman never gave the children the full instruction. She just told the children, get me vessels, go and borrow. 
never told them get as much as possible. Let's look at verse, uh, uh, verse 6 now. Verse 6 says, And it came to pass when the vessels were filled, that she said, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. If he has gone to, the, to follow the instruction that he has gone to all over the world to go and get more vessels, do you know that for months and for years he would have still been selling the vessel? Because she never obeyed the instruction. That was why she was still able to get the, well, she was still able to get the little oil she needed. But brethren, you need an instruction. And when you get the instruction, you need to use them well. Today, the Lord God Almighty will help you to use them well in the name of Jesus. Very quickly, let's now look at it. This man has been talking, your portion, your portion, my portion. Now, what are my portion in Christ? What are your portion in Christ? Brethren, number one thing, which is your portion in Christ, is freedom. It's freedom. You are not expected to be in bondage because Jesus came and he has packed away everything called bondage. He took them away. But you know one thing, if a man has lived in a situation for so long, that situation will get used to the man that even when things change, the man will not know. i give you a story. There was a man I was told that, I don't know the part of the world anyway, so he was picked from the street. He had dreadlocks. He was a beggar. He was begging, and he was you know he was picked from the street. So one man was driving, and one, the man has um, I think it was a barbing salon, and the man said, "Let's use this man for an advert. He will be good for an advert." So the man went there. The company went there, and they picked the man. As dirty, you know, as rough as he was, they washed him clean. They took his picture at that point where he was looking so haggard. They took his picture and everything. So later, they dressed him up, gave him a nice haircut. He was looking so delicious. He was looking so tasty that when men said they couldn't recognize that, oh, was this the man we saw the other time? Don't forget in Psalm 126, God said, when the Lord turned around the captivity of that, we were like them that dreamed. The scripture was conforming to the life of that man. So they now said they changed the man, they do, you know, they used the man for the advert. The company made a lot of money. So they said, okay, we've made a lot of money. We need to change the lifestyle of this man. They gave him money. I don't know the amount, but I know it wouldn't be a small amount. Brethren, they said after some couple of months, they met the man back at that begging point. He only gave him money. His mentality has not changed. He still believed the way God has created him is to be a beggar. When a man's mentality is not changed, you, even if you give the man the home, a bill, he will not be able to understand. So freedom is your choice, is your portion in Christ. Freedom is your portion in Christ. In Exodus chapter 2, verse 24, when God heard, you know, I've been very paraphrasing because of our time. When God heard the cry of the children of Israel, the Bible says, and God heard their cry. Are you telling me that God does not know the situation? But at that present moment was when God was ready to deliver them. Today, everything that has been blocking your way from going forward, 
everything that has not made you to be free. Sickness, diseases, alone, anything, family, that has been making you to struggle today, receive the freedom from heaven. In the name of Jesus. Because the Bible made me to understand that he that the Son of Man has set free is what? Is free indeed. Today, you are receiving freedom. In the name of Jesus. In, in Exodus chapter 3, verse 7 to 5, it said, The Lord heard the cry of the Israelites. In Exodus chapter 2, verse 24, it said, The Lord God Almighty heard the groaning of the children of the children of Israel, and he remembered them. Today the Lord will remember you. I said the Lord will remember you. You didn't hear that. I said the Lord will remember you. Everything you have cried for, today the Lord will remember you. So the Lord has come to give you freedom. It's your portion. So when anything is causing you to struggle, go back to God and say, God, this is my portion. It is my inheritance for me to be free. And begin to shout and pray to God. We will still pray later on. I want to put all the prayers to the end so that we can have time to pray. The Lord help us in Jesus' name. I will be going at a very more faster pace. If you look at Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 6 to 12, we talked about this story last week. And also, the Bible says three countries marched together. They wanted to face the people of Jehoshaphat. The Bible says Jehoshaphat went there. If you look at that verse 6, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 6, the Bible says Jehoshaphat went to God and he began to ask God some questions. Same way I want you to hold this so that you can begin to ask God questions today. Jehoshaphat went there. He said, I don't know the same God that told us this is our land. Brethren, though, though we always say that Kabiosi, which means we, don't, we must not question God, but brethren, we can always go to God to ask questions. There's a difference between querying God and asking questions. The old shepherd went to God and he began to ask God, is he not the same you? You called Abraham your friend forever. This is the land of Abraham. Why will another country come? Is he not the same you that promised us? That and the old shepherd began to ask questions. And the Bible says, God said, why are you wasting time? Don't worry. This battle is not yours, but mine. And that was the end. Today, as to ask questions, because sickness is not your portion. You are not expected to be borrowing. As you report the situation unto God, you will receive your freedom. Amen. I said you will receive your freedom. Amen. I didn't hear that. Amen. Amen. Number two thing that is your portion in God is prosperity. Prosperity is your portion in God. Brethren, money is good. Brethren, let's not deceive ourselves. Money is what? money is good, you will not know poverty. In the name of Jesus. Let's not deceive ourselves. It is in the olden days that they say when they want to, you know, abuse our talk about it, they say, oh, it's as poor as a church rat. Now, things have changed. There is no rat in the church that is poor. And now they are attacking the church because the church is getting richer. That is the problem. Brethren, money is what? It's good. You can't do anything when you are poor. There is no idea that can come to your brain. You will still need another person to float you. And that person helping you to float will take your idea. There is no way you can run in, run the ministry, whatever you want to do. Husband at home, you don't have money. Your wife will love you, but um, there will still be some things. 
You know, some, sometimes you will just be, you will judge, you just be angry. It's not, this is not any this money. There is nothing. You will just become the lion of the Judah of your own house. It's nothing, it's just money. When you see that people are just saying, it's money. That is when the anointing becomes annoyance. Because there, something is not performing. Today, everything called poverty in your life, the Lord will wash it away. If you have borrowed before, you have borrowed before, that hand that you have used to borrow, in the name of Jesus, you will use it to lend unto nations. In the name of Jesus. Genesis chapter 22, when we look at verse 17, God was, God, God was not able, you know, he wasn't able to look at anything again. He said, in blessing, I will bless you. Because there is no other prayer I wanted to pray. He said, in blessing, I will bless you. In multiplication, I will multiply you. That means the wealth God is going to give to me, I don't know about you, the wealth God is going to transfer to me will be a wealth that has not passed through my lineage before. You don't get it. In the name that is above every other name, the Lord will make your lineage to know that something has come into your hand. You see, God couldn't, at that point again, God wanted to bless you. He said, he couldn't see anything that we would use to promise to swear again. He said, in my name. Today, that name will work for you. In the name of Jesus. So, when we look at Hebrews chapter 6, when we look at verse 13 and 14, that was when God swore by his name because he wanted something, you know, just to bless him. In 3 John chapter 3, verse uh, third John 3, 2 to 5. You see, it says, and which above all things that thou mayest prosper, even as thy soul prosper. You see, Jesus came, he was poor, so that you can be what? You can be rich. How will you go and evangelize when your suit becomes tattered? What will you say? And you are serving a God that, uh, or what? Brethren, what will make God, people to ask you, where is your God? You will not see because there's no, there's no, how can the man come to me and say he's selling a cough syrup and he's coughing? I will ask the person, did you test it for yourself before you? So that is how it is. Men will ask you, what, which God are you serving? Prosperity. So your portion in God is prosperity, brethren. Don't let men just take advantage of you and say, oh, you are praying for wealth. Oh, you are not supposed You are supposed to. It's your inheritance. You are supposed you are supposed to lend unto nation. When 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 people have problems, they are supposed to run to the church. You know, during my days in, in Dubai, I used to tell my people, I said, Look, when we first started, I told them, I said, God is going to give us a good problem. They said, Pastor, we don't understand. I said, You see, the people beside us, they are cheating us because we are supposed to have the same parking space. But they use their our own, they will use their own parking space and use our home. Because the number of people that ask her was me and maybe two of other ministers. And I, I knew things had to change. So when things began to change and we were using their own parking space, they were now complaining. They said, I said, no. So when they, each time they complain, I'll tell the people, I said, each time they complain, don't you just call me. I, I, at this time, I want to fight. You know what? I want to show them I have a good, because they've used me for for one and a half or two years. So when God was changing things, I was ready to boast about my God. You will boast about God. 
through what God is going to do in your life, you will boast about God. So, let's move on. So, the next thing is your portion in God. You see, is royalty. The number three thing is royalty. Brethren, you are not supposed to be a mediocre. Please, you are not a second fiddle. We don't serve a God that is a second fiddle. Don't be a second fiddle. They will say you have accent. Please, tell me who doesn't have accent. That's what I used to tell them. If I have accent, you have accent as well. It is the person that has the first, that, that talks about accent, that knows about accent. I'm telling you, you will come from somewhere. It's either you are from UK, from Scotland, from this, from that, and there is no country that does not have accent. So if you tell me I have accent, you have accent as well. Please, no, so don't let men look at you and take you as a second fifty. You are not. You are not. You know, the fact that you are here means God wants you to be here. Irrespective of how you enter, you remember how Joseph entered into Egypt. It doesn't matter how you enter. But what matters is the God you serve. He entered as a prisoner, but he became the prime minister. I'm telling you today that God is raising you up. I say God is raising you up. Irrespective of where you are today, there is still a plan for God to raise you up, and he will raise you up. So brethren, your portion in God is royalty. Because we can pray all year to say, I want to go forward, I want to go forward. If you don't understand it, when you get forward, what will you do? This, that is why we need a teaching like this. So your portion is royalty. You are a royal priesthood. A peculiar person. You are a city that is set upon the hill that cannot be hidden. They are not my word, they are scriptural. That means a man, Bible says a man cannot light a candle and put it under the bush. The man will not sleep. That means any man that holds holding your progress today, you are sleeping as is in the name of Jesus. Royalty is royalty. When God shows you his royalty, you know God has two sides. When you praise him, you praise him, you praise him, he will come down with his royal regalia. Come down and he will bless you. But also this God we serve is the lion of the tribe of Judah. When he comes down again, he's a devourer. He will devour everything that is not your, that is not supposed to be in your life. So brethren, the royalty of God is your portion. It's your portion. I say it's your portion. You have been lying low before where you need to talk, where you need to say things, but because you know, hey, they will still say I have accent now. Let me just keep quiet. Today, receive the spirit of boldness in the name of Jesus. I say receive the spirit of boldness in the name of Jesus. Second Samuel chapter 2 verse 7, you know, talks about the covenant of David. When God has a covenant with David, sorry, I'm just trying to, I believe the slide is up there so that we can pick it up. I'm just trying to be fast because of our time. Because I still want us to take, to take one or two prayers. So, you know, so 2 Samuel chapter 7, chapter 7 verse 12 talks about the, uh, the covenant God has with David. If you look at 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9, is a popular scripture. Revelation chapter 1 verse 6 also talks about how God referenced me. In the book of Psalms, David said something. He said, who, are, who, are, who is man that God is so mindful of us? Brethren, God loves you. There is no how powerful God is, which we can't quantify. He's so powerful, but he still needs you to be able to talk on his behalf. 
That is how important you are to God. And so if you are so that important to God, do you now think God will, they, will play with you, will joke with you? You are a royal priesthood. Today, receive it in the name of Jesus. Brethren, the fourth thing as to round up is the fourth thing which is your portion in Christ is, your portion in Christ is life and not death. Your portion in Christ is life. John chapter 10, verse 10. Bible said, Jesus said, He said, I have come. He said, I have come to give life. Let me end it there. He didn't say, I've just come to give life, and that's it. He said, I have come to give life, to give it what? Abundantly. That means that abundant life means you will live long in this, on this territory. That means untimely death will not be your portion. You are not catching me. I said, that means untimely death will not be my portion. Thank you for saying amen to me. Thank you. You see, so God has come and your portion in him is life. It's life. Bible recalls in Luke chapter 8, if you look at Luke chapter 8, if you look from verse 45 to 56 or there about Luke chapter 8, 45 to 56, Jesus was, Jesus was there. Bible recalls, the little girl, the world has declared the little girl dead. But Bible says when Jesus got there, he looked at them and he said, why are you guys gathering? I think I've told us here before, there are some government certified mourners. Now, the only thing they know, the best thing they know how to do is to mourn. To mourn. When it happens, you won't even know who, are, who has the problem. By the time they start crying, you, you will be asking, okay, who exactly has the... Because by the time, you say, ah, is it, who, who is the, who has the problem? Yes, government certified mourners. They will not, that will not be your portion. Men will not gather to mourn with you in the name of Jesus. Bible said, they gathered and they were like, this girl or this damsel is dead. But Bible says, when Jesus got there, he looked at them, he said, okay, can you excuse us? Can you excuse us? The doubting Thomases will send them out. And Bible says, Jesus woke the girl up. Little girl, arise. Today, everything that the doctors have signified death in your life, they have said it can never be possible. That is their report. I am telling you, according to the word of the Lord God Almighty, that thing comes to life in the name of Jesus. Any sickness in your body that you have said no to, today, the Lord God Almighty touched you in the name of Jesus. So, your portion in God is life and not death. Brethren, let's understand this. Let's understand these things. That, oh, this is, a, this is an ailment. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, because uh, my, uh, my father has it, my brother has it. Why must you have it? That is your portion. See health, good health. Sound health. That's what God has for you. Today, you will enjoy it in the name of Jesus. You begin to enjoy it in the name of Jesus. In John chapter 19, verse 30, when Jesus was about to go, he said something. He said, it is finished. He said, it is finished. That means what he has finished on the cross shouldn't finish you. That means as Jesus was going, he packed all the deaths. All the, because he never only beat death once. He showed Satan that, look, death is under my, under my feet. And that is your portion. He said it is finished. 
I pray for you today. Everything that God has finished, it will not finish you. Amen. I said it will not finish you. Amen. I said it will not finish you. Because Jesus has finished death. Jesus finished poverty. Jesus finished sickness. And these things are still coming back. In the name of Jesus, it will not be named with you again. In the name of Jesus. And then the last one I just want to say as we round up is um, your portion in God is grace and mercy. Your portion in God is what? Grace and mercy. Brethren, sometimes we meet these things together. You say, oh, grace and mercy, you never really understood. There is what you need to have for you to have another one. If God does not show you mercy, you can't have grace. Are you? Do you understand what I'm saying? I will show you the scripture. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 6, let's have it. Let, let's have the slide, please. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 6. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 6. Let me take it from here. Are you there? Hebrews chapter 4, verse 6. Now, okay, let's go. It says, Seeing therefore it remaineth not, must it remaineth that some must enter therein. And they, are we in Hebrews? 16, sorry. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, sorry. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Very good. He said, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of what? Throne of? To obtain what? And find grace to help in time of need. It is when God, Bible says, he will have mercy on him whom he will have mercy on. When God shows mercy on you, he will make grace to be abundant for you. You know that grace is not something that uh, is general. God gives grace according to the measure. There was a time Moses was carrying so much power, and they told him, share your power. He said, if I share it, he said, okay. He just gave little. Bible says they were like a drunkard. And this was the power one man was carrying. So that is the grace you can carry. So God gives grace according to measure, according to when he found you to have mercy on you. God will have mercy on you. Brethren, it is mercy that God will take, will wish to take us to heaven. I'm telling you, there are some things that keep changing and changing and changing. I don't know about you, but when we became Christian then, Pastor, as you know now, each time we see ladies that wear trousers, we were like, ah, these are hardened people. Ah, this one can never go to heaven. This one can never even, the age in heaven, they can never even, ah, heaven. Are we saying that, uh, can you now, when we now travel and we, now, we are now in Canada and uh, everybody is putting on jeans and pants and will they not go to heaven? It is messy. It is mercy. Does God have different standards? Does have the same standard? But I'm not saying that, you know, there are pants, there are pants. You are, don't say, because you say, ah, pastor has said, uh, let's not. No, 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 it's not like that. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, you know, during those days, we always look at ourselves and look at, ah, when somebody does something, say, ah, this one will never go, ah, this one can never go to heaven. You know, we become the judge. Brethren, it is mercy. It is mercy. Bible records that Moses at that point, you can imagine Moses that did a lot of things for God. 
At the point that Moses broke that commandment and everything, it was only mercy that took Moses to heaven. Mercy. A man that had thought, that has done a lot of things for God. But at that point, when Moses did what he has to do, God was so angry with him. So God needed men. It was at that point. You know, Moses, the enemy was struggling with Moses' cross. Oh, it's fine, it's yours. It was only mercy that took Moses' cross. So God wants to offer somebody mercy today. I don't know your way of life. Because many a times, like I used to tell people, suit and decorated clothes cover a lot of things in our lives. Each time we want to change, each time we want to change, we look at it. Ah, there's a prayer one pastor told me that, ah, pastor, I want to pray one prayer. He said, may God not come on another day, oh, may God only come on Sunday. I'm telling you, may God only come on Sunday, because some people are another thing on another day. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, why are you giving me that face now? Do you understand what I'm saying? Exactly. I'm telling you, the pastor said, ah, because it's going to come on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or, a, or another day, some people are another thing entirely. But on a Sunday, they wear suits. And you know, when they wear suits and they have good clothes, they wear skirt suits. Don't let me use only suits. Do that to men. They wear skirt suits and they wear it, and they say everything is covered. Brethren, what are you with God? God is in the house today to give you mercy. I don't know what you have been doing with God in your closet. I don't know what you have. I don't know whether you are just coming to church because. Somebody has to just force you to church. If, they don't, if I don't go now, they will call me. That's why you are in church. I don't know whether your way of life has not been seeing God. Brethren, if you are not with God, you can't enter. You won't be able to get your portion in God. You need mercy. I used to say this, and I use it as an analogy. Even though I know that my dad, he plays he play a lot of away matches. We always tell him, Call our last one. We tell our last one that uh, we only know you are the last one as among us. But the day our father goes, if it, another five comes, just know that you are not the last one. Because we know he plays a lot of away matches and we know. We know. So, can anybody that we don't know just come and start dragging his inheritance with us? Because we don't know the person. Same also if you don't know your right in God. If you are not with God, if God has not shown you mercy. But irrespective of what you are going through, of what your life is, God is in the house to give you mercy. Can we rise up on our feet, please? God is in the house to give you mercy. Before we just take two, three prayer points, I just want you to search your life. Search it deeply. Because before you can enjoy the, your portion in God, you need to be in the right standing with God. I want you to, to, to look down, look down, and begin to ask for mercy. Is someone in the house today, you want to say, Father, have mercy on me. I know you know where you are hearing, you know what you are doing, that if God comes now, you know it yourself. Why not begin to cry for mercy? Begin to cry for mercy. Cry for mercy. Tell the Lord, Lord, I need your mercy. Lord, I need your mercy. Have mercy on me, Lord. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Begin to tell the Lord, Lord, I need your mercy. 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 In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. I want somebody to say, Father. I want somebody to say, Father. Everything holding me captive, oh Lord. Please.
sent his sin away out of my life. In the name of Jesus. Let's begin to pray. The Father, everything holding me captive that is not making me to be free, oh Lord. Lord God Almighty, paralyze such things, oh Lord, in my life. In the name of Jesus. Paralyze such things in my life. In the name of Jesus. Everything holding me captive, oh Lord God Almighty, paralyze such things in my life. In the name of Jesus. Paralyze such things in my life. In the name of Jesus. I want somebody to say, Father, say, Father, everything Jesus has finished, oh Lord, let them not finish me. Begin to pray to God. Begin to pray to God. Jesus has finished death. Jesus has finished sickness. Jesus has finished poverty. Begin to tell the Lord, Lord, everything Jesus has finished, they will not finish me. In the name of Jesus. Everything Jesus has finished, let them not finish me. In the name of Jesus. Everything Jesus has finished, let them not finish me. In the name of Jesus. Say, Father, I want you to say, Father, because you have given me grace, let me not be disgraced. In the name of Jesus. Begin to tell the Lord. Because you have given me the grace, O oh Lord, let me not be disgraced. Everywhere that disgrace is about to show up, O oh Lord, let your grace, let your grace come in. In the name of Jesus. Everywhere disgrace is coming, O oh Lord, let your grace come in. In the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, eh, in the name of Jesus. Pray to God. I want you to pray to God. Lord, have mercy on me. I want you to begin to cry to God. Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. In the name of Jesus. Begin to pray to God and tell the Lord, Lord, have mercy on me. Father, have mercy on me. 